It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 KXDS Santa Clara. DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for DSU Athletics. Fans and welcome inside the Burns Arena. It's time for more Trailblazer basketball. As the Dixie State women's basketball team riding a four-game win streak. Heads into this weekend closer against Regis. The Rangers coming to us from Denver, Colorado, after suffering a loss in Salt Lake City to Westminster College last night. The Rangers 6-10 overall, 4-6 in the RMAC, but very capable squad with some talented players on the squad. Of course, Dixie State with a 61-54 comeback victory over Colorado Christian last night. We'll see if they can bring some of that momentum into this game tonight. We welcome you inside the TDS pregame show. Carrick Segmiller and I bring in my broadcast partner, Drayson Ball. Always exciting. You know, the, the back-to-backs are grueling. They're tiring. But, you know, it's always fun to know we got a game the next day. And I think Dixie State corrected some things in the second half And I fully last night, and I fully expect to see some momentum carry into the game tonight. Yeah, I hope so. And hopefully they can kind of continue that momentum like you said into tonight's game against a, a very a viable opponent against Regis. You know, it was interesting. If you look at the box score from last night's game, the Trailblazers only made three three-pointers the entire night, which is uncharacteristic for this team that kind of relies on the three-pointer. We obviously know that Michaela Johnson had an, had an outstanding game yesterday and was really kind of the driving force late in that game to get them over the hump. But it was nice to see that they can win games even if they're not hitting the three-point shot. If they can continue to do that and not have to rely on on making their three-pointers, they're going to be in good shape going down the season. Of course, we like it when they're on fire from the outside. That's the calling card of this team. It's been 151 games since the Trailblazers have not converted a three-pointer back to the 2013-2014 season. And uh, this is the TDS pregame show. You move fast, does your internet. TDS has the internet you need with speeds as high as 600 megabits per second. Move full speed ahead with TDS. Eric Sangler and Drayson Ball with you. Let's break this thing down before we go to break. Obviously, Regis coming into this matchup, 63.8 points per game while giving up 66 points per game. Not that high of a margin. Uh, pretty good defensively. Uh, they're only shooting 37% from the field as a team and only 28% from beyond the arc. This is probably one of the lower three-point shooting teams that Dixie State has faced all season long. We'll see if Dixie State can get hot from beyond the arc and take advantage of that and really use that to their advantage to say, hey, we're going to maybe trade threes for twos tonight and try to build a lead that way. However, Regis, 72% from the free throw line as a team. So if you put them at the stripe, they will make you pay, and they are out-rebounding their opponents. So Dixie State will have to play defense, tough defense without fouling, and then really crash the boards hard, which has been kind of, I don't want to call it an issue, but just something that they need to be more cognizant of, really crashing those boards and uh, and not giving teams second chances and then getting second chances themselves. And it's interesting because that's what they did really well down the stretch last night. They got a lot of offensive rebounds, spearheaded by Chesney Stevens, who was a beast on the boards last night, especially offensively. She did a tremendous job uh, getting those offensive rebounds late in the game yesterday. You mentioned the three-point shooting only shooting 28% as a team from a three-point range. That hasn't stopped them from hoisting them up. Nearly 40% of their shots this season have come from beyond the three-point arc. They're a team very similar to Dixie State in that they want to shoot the three. They just haven't been converting at a very high clip this 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 season so far. 
Let's give some uh, Lonnie Boys Barbecue's keys to the game in the final minute we have before we got to take a break for the national anthem. Lonnie Boys Barbecue. See what's smoking at Lonnie Boys, located at 980 West State Street in Hurricane. Uh, Drayson, what, what do you think about this one? I got a couple of notes here, but I want to I want to pick your brain and see what you're thinking about this game in terms of our Lonnie Boys Barbecue's keys to the game. Yeah, first and foremost, for me, don't wait until the second half. We saw last night they kind of got off to a rough start. They got off to a rough start against UCCS. That was their downfall. This team, Regis, they are outscored in the second half in both third and the fourth quarter. They're not a great second-half team, so don't you wait till the second half to get going. Don't rely on them not being a great second-half team. Get out to an early start. Secondly, we know they don't shoot well from three. you got to be able to force tough perimeter shots if you're going to want to win this game. Don't let them get into a rhythm early because they like to hoist them up. There you go. Lonnie Boys Barbecue keys to the game for you. And that will do it for our TDS pregame show. We're going to step away here in just a moment. Again, Dixie State hosting Regis. The Trailblazers 12-4 overall, 7-3 in the RMAC. Trailblazers moved up to fourth in the standings last night. So as of right now, they'd be hosting an RMAC quarterfinal. They want to stay in that top four. That was our discussion on Trailblazer Weekly the other day, our our weekly show every Wednesday at 3 p.m. right here on CEC-TV, Radio Dixie 91.3, and on the Dixie State YouTube page. So the Trailblazers are in a great spot, want to keep it rolling, and do not want to afford to have any more slip-ups at home. That'll do it for our TDS pregame show. We're going to step away. We'll take a two-minute timeout, and when we come back, we'll have your Boulevard home starting lineups for you and get this thing tipped off and underway. Dixie State and Regis doing battle here inside the Burns. Two-minute timeout and back. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. Dixie State getting set to host Regis here on Radio Dixie 91.3 FM, CEC TV, and on the Dixie State Stretch Internet Portal. It is the triple cast for you tonight as the Trailblazers host the Rangers and try to complete a sweep of the weekend. Dixie State has won four games in a row, has matched its season-long win streak. They have not won five in a row since the 2013 2014 season and they will try to do something they haven't done in quite some time. Dixie State of course with more wins through 16 games than they've had since the 2010-2011 season and are really trying to make this season something special before they leave the RMAC and Division 2 head to Division 1 and the WAC. A lot of basketball to be played tonight though and before we get this thing tipped off and underway. Let's give you our Boulevard home starting lineups uh, here inside the Burns Arena. First for the visiting Rangers of Regis, led by head coach Molly Merritt, her fifth season at the helm. She's got 80 wins and 54 losses. It's been a good uh, five seasons for her over at Regis, and she'll try to continue that tonight, looking for career win number 81. Starting for the Rangers, 5'6", junior guard Emma Sterkel, 5'11", junior forward Whitney Jacob, who is the Rangers' leading scorer at 13.9 points per game. A 5'10", senior forward Jasmine Snipes, a 6'0", junior forward Grace O'Neill, and a 5'4", junior guard Tashika Burrell, starting tonight for the Rangers. Let's move on to Dixie State. Drayson, why don't you give us the Dixie State Boulevard home starting lineup? Same starters as last night, and for many of the games in the previous couple of weeks, Carrick, 
On the guard line, London Pavlik, a 5'7 sophomore guard from Las Vegas, Nevada, alongside Kesley Stevenson, a 5'11 junior guard from Willard, Utah. In the front court, Maddie Loftus, a 5'9 senior from South Jordan, Utah. Allie Franks, a 5'10 senior guard from Redding, California. And Chesney Stevenson will play center. The 6'1 senior from Penguin, Utah, will round out the starting lineup for the Trailblazers this afternoon. They certainly have settled into that starting five that they really like. Uh, Got to highlight the performance, though, of Michaela Johnson. Ten points, eight rebounds, both career highs for her here at Dixie State. And when you have a game like that, it's a confidence builder. And you and I were surmising before we started the TDS pregame show that that would carry over, that she'll probably be one of the first off the bench tonight. Uh, Regis, not that big of a team, so you'd expect Dixie State to use some of the size and some of the things they did last night. No doubt about it. I expect her and Chesney Stevens to have a monster game inside. And I, I'm interested to see how this Trailblazer team will respond. They didn't shoot great from three last night. You know, the the the... Statistician in me says the law of averages should hopefully come out in Dixie State's favor tonight, and hopefully they can shoot a better percentage from three. Dixie State in the home whites, Regis in the road grays, and Regis will win the tip. The Rangers moving right to left on your radio dial here in the first half. Here's O'Neal has a pass tipped out of bounds by both Stevens and Stevenson. Yeah, it was a great recovery there as Kesley Stevenson was trailing kind of behind her, and Chesney Stevenson might have got a hand on that one, knocked it out of bounds, but a good recovery as she helped off her Offensive responsibility. We Burrell the trigger baseline right into Sturkle. Sturkle free throw line jumper after a couple of dribbles off the right side of the rim. Tapped around and Chesney Stevens snags the rebound. And that was a good box out by Allie Franks. Actually, Stevens gets credit for the rebound, but Franks was the one that boxed out on that play to get the rebound. Well, the Trailblazers are set up for the first time offensively. And the right arc is London Pavlika. We'll put it back out. Three-point land straight away. Allie Franks. Pump fake will drive inside. A little jumper off the front iron and couldn't quite roll over the rim. And Whitney Jacob grabs the rebound for the Rangers. And now here comes Burrell, the point guard for this Regis squad. Burrell on the perimeter, left side. They'll swing it to the right wing. And it's Sturkle holds it. One dribble to the left, fires at high arcing three. It dies on the back iron. Rebound Pavlika, but it's stripped out of her hands and taken away by Grace O'Neill. The Rangers have new life, but a turnover of cross-court pass. And it goes through the hands of Jasmine Snipes and out of bounds. Yeah, Lena Pavlika just kind of came down and didn't know that Circle was right there on her backside and kind of just had it tipped away, but a bad pass there by Grace O'Neill. Just a little bit too tall there for Tashika Burrell, and the Trailblazers regaining possession. 8.54 to go first quarter. We are scoreless. Here in the first quarter, here's Stevens. And Matty Loftus, your reigning Armac Offensive Player of the Week. Mid-post left side, stops the dribble. Got to find somebody. Here's Stevenson. couple of dribbles just inside the arc straight away. Fires it and misfires off the right side. And here comes Regis. And that's a good look if you're Dixie State. You know that 14, 15-foot jumper, but just not getting that one, that, that one to go. Both teams over from the field. Can Burrell change that for Regis? She can't. Free throw line jumper is too strong. And Chesney Stevens goes up high, grabs the rebound. She had a game-high 11 rebounds tonight or last night. Trying to pick up where she left off. Stevenson, a runner, is too strong. And here comes Regis with 8.08 to play. Coast to coast goes O'Neal. And she is fouled on her way to the basket. And our first trip to the free throw line coming for Regis. We saw it a couple times already. Stevenson on the other end. Allie Franks had that first shot that just was kind of a point-blank shot, a good look, but just not falling. We saw that a lot last night, that the Trailblazers were getting into the painted area, getting near the restricted area, and but just not able to finish when they got near the rim. 
So O'Neal at the free throw line, 73% shooter from there. She'll make the free throw, and we are scoreless no longer. Regis has a 1-0 lead, 8.07 remaining. Played nearly two minutes scoreless. O'Neal now 34 of 46 from the free throw line as she makes both on that trip to the vintage at Canyonlands free throw line. A 2-0 Regis lead with eight minutes remaining here in quarter number one. Here's Pavlika. Allie Franks to the left arc and Stevenson drives right into the paint, kicks to the right wing. Now back left, Allie Franks, a high-arcing three-pointer, and it's up and in. A good sign for Allie Franks. She knocks one in for the Mountain America three-point line. Yeah, Allie Franks struggled from the three-point line last night. Didn't actually hit a three-pointer, but good sign for her today to get off to a good start from behind the arc. 3-2, Dixie State, its first lead of the game. 7.30 to go in the opening quarter. Grace O'Neill to the left side. Here's Snipes, fires a three. It rims out. Pavlika the rebound and then hits the deck after she's bumped. And that foul will go against Burrell, her first. On this Regis roster, you have Tashika Burrell and Kaylee Morell. You've also got two players named Morgan Smith, mm -hmm. Morgan R and Morgan L. We'll see if they both play tonight and if, the same, if they play at the same time. We'll try to keep it sorted. Broadcaster's nightmare right there. Both freshmen, too. Allie Franks, baseline left jumper, up and in. She's got five, and she's in pursuit of 1,000 career points. Could get there tonight with 26 points. Start of the night with 974 career points. A three from the right side from Grace O'Neill off the left side, and Dixie State has the rebound. Trailblazers lead it 5-2, 6.48 remaining. Stevens to Pavlika. Dribbles around a Stevens screen and knocks in a 17-footer left side just inside the arc. Dixie State starting to heat up. They leave it 7-2 with 6.34 remaining. And that's just a high IQ basketball play by London Pavica. She realized her defender went under the screen, so she just went to her left and got the open look. And Burrell the other way. Leans in, scoops it off the glass, and gets it to go. And it's 7-4. Dixie State a three-point lead. It was a 7-0 run for the Trailblazers. After Regis scored first, 6-12 remaining first quarter. Stevenson at the right elbow, handoff to Pavlika. Pavlika looking back door, nothing there. Instead, they'll swing it around the horn, then inside to Allie Franks. Loses the ball, out of bounds, a turnover. She had a little trouble handling the ball last night as well and turns that one over. Substitution for Regis. Kaylee Morell into the ball game as well as Sydney Spates. 5.58 remaining. Dixie State a 7-4 lead. Regis with the possession. And a three banked in straight away by Emma Sterkle. Kind of looks over at the Regis bench with a funny look on her face and says, we'll take it. We're tied at seven. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I heard her call bank on that one. So I think she knew it was a little long. We'll give it to her then. As long as she called it. <laughs> Franks kills the dribble mid post right side. Got to find help. She's got a foot in the paint. Got to get out of there. Gives to Pavlika, crossing over to the left. Gets inside to the left, forces one up off the right side. Offensive rebound, Stevens, and she'll reverse from right to left and lay it up and in. Dixie State, a 9-7 advantage, 5-18 to play. And already Chesney Stevens making an impact. That's her fourth rebound already and gets the deuce to go along with it. A three the other way. This one up and in for Kaylee Morell. I'm sorry I mentioned anything about their three-point percentage in the pregame show because they've hit their only two attempts so far. 
10 to 9. Regis back up on top, 458 to play. We're under five. Media timeout coming on the next whistle. Stevenson to Loftus to answer. Yes! She knocks it in. A Mountain America three ball from the right wing. And Loftus has three, and Dixie State on top, 12 to 10. Here we go. And that's a play that Dixie State runs about five or six times a game. It's a little flare screen, just a back screen to get one of their three-point shooters open. Maddie Loftus knocks that one down. Whitney Jacob, the Rangers' leading scorer, crosses over to the left and is fouled on her way up to the basket. The foul will go against Franks. Dixie State second here in the first, and that'll bring us to the media timeout of the first quarter. 4.36 remaining in the opening frame. It's Dixie State 12 and Regis 10. One minute timeout and back to the Burns of the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 30. Burns Arena, 12-10, Dixie State lead. And timeouts are brought to you by Dairy Queen as we are back inside the Burns and the Trailblazers tracing with that 12-10 lead and the Trailblazers shooting over 50% from the field, but Regis with a couple of three-point shots has kept this thing close early. Yeah, and that's what we said in the pregame show is they hoist a lot of threes. They may not shoot a great percentage as a team, but they do have a few good individual shooters from downtown. You just have to make it tough on them and force them to make tough shots. If they're going to make tough shots, then you pat them on the back and say good job, but at least make it tough on them. Don't try to let them get into a rhythm. First free throw is up and in by Whitney Jacob, a 69% free throw shooter on the season. She'll try one more and try to tie this thing up. Our free throw line this year is sponsored by Vintage at Canyonlands. Second free throw, short off the front iron, ball tapped around and taken down by Kesley Stevenson. Sydney Spates almost had one. An offensive rebound for the Rangers, but Stevenson able to track it down. She stayed on top. Franks trying to thread a backdoor pass into Loftus, and it's tipped up into the air and stolen away. You know, Whitney Jacob just got her hand in that one as they able to steal it away. And Regis the other way, another three-point shot. Whitney, it's Grace O'Neill, excuse me. Thought it was Whitney Jacob. I saw the 1-2. I thought it was 32, but it was 22. Excuse me, 32. Grace O'Neill and Regis back up on top, 14-12. to 12. Four minutes remaining, first quarter. Allie Franks holding. Three-point land straight away. Heading off Pavlika. To the free-throw line behind the back dribble and drives inside and scoops it up and in with the left hand, the right hand. 14-14. 344 remaining. What a beautiful move by London Pavlika. She's so smooth when she dribbles the ball behind her back and gets all the way to the bucket with the right hand. Be Morrell to set things up for the Rangers. Shot clock down to 14. Top of the key now. Jacob. She'll set it up with six to shoot. She springs into action. Crossing over left, turns it over. Loftus with it. One-on-one in transition with Morgan R. Smith. Skip pass back to Allie Franks. Wide open for three on the way and in. Allie Franks, her second three of the night. She's got a game-high eight points, and it's a 17-14 Dixie State lead with 3.06 to play. And a great decision from Loftus not to try to force that when she knew she didn't have a great matchup. The defender was back and retreating and was going to be able to contest a shot if Loftus was to try to force a layup. Instead, she pulls it back out, surveys her options, and finds Allie Franks on the far side of the court for the open three. 
Right elbow jumper from Regis. Too strong from Jacob. Dixie State the rebound. 2.50 remaining. Pavlika pushes it up the floor. Good dish inside to Franks, and she'll lay it up. No, missed the layup. Couldn't have done anything different on it. It was halfway down. It just popped out. And Pavlika set her up perfectly with a little pump bake and then a pass. And Grace O'Neal the other way will lay it up and in. And it's a 17-16 Dixie State lead, a four-point swing. And that on that last play with Pavlika, I mean, she just did a great job, a little hesitation dribble. But Franks was not able to convert. Pavlika to Stevenson looking inside Franks. Can't get it to her. Now she'll get it on the right elbow. Holding. Whips it to Stevenson, left wing. Stevenson, a couple of dribbles to the free throw line, leaves for Loftus. Dribbles inside left, off the window, no, rims out. Rebound to Spates and the Rangers. I would have loved to see Loftus pass that away. Chesney Stevens' defender came over to help on Loftus. She had a wide-open layup if Loftus could have got the ball to her. Grace O'Neal, a spinner and a floater. Baseline right side, it's up and in. She's got nine. She and Allie Franks going at it in the early going. 18-17, Regis back up on top, 138 remaining. Pavlika to Stevens, right elbow. Stevens leaves for Loftus. Loftus to Franks. Kills the dribble, 35 feet for the bucket, hands off Loftus. Loftus to Franks on the right, drives left, has it stripped out of her hands and out of bounds. Dixie State will maintain possession with 120 remaining first quarter. Couple of subs for the Trailblazers. Brianna Moyai and Brianna Gillen into the game. A few for Regis as well. We'll get you their names as soon as we can. One of Jasmine Snipes is back into the game. And Emma Sturkle back in. Pavlika takes the inbounds pass and misses a runner in the lane. And here comes Regis. The Rangers with an 18-17 lead. And make it a three or a four-point lead here with 105 remaining first quarter. Sturkle, pump fake travel. Faked herself out. Yeah, she did. She just tried to get that, got to that uh, short corner, and then as she came to a jump stop, she moved both her feet. That's a great call. It's tough to call that in real time, but you see it on replay. It was the obvious correct call. Good job by the referees on that one. Under a minute to go here in the first quarter. Dixie State with possession, trailing 18-17. And plenty of time to shoot, but Stevenson will throw it inside looking for Gillen. And a steal by Whitney Jacob. Here come the Rangers. That just was a play. Just Stevenson was going a little bit too fast. Yeah. Kind of had her mind made up of where she wanted to pass that one. Didn't see the defender. Fourth turnover of the quarter for Dixie State. Regis. Shot clock winding down to 10. That'll be Morell backing way up to the D logo. Now she sprints into action. Driving inside on Pavlika and a great block by London Pavlika. In fact, she, she could have kept the ball there a moment longer. Probably would have been a jump ball. But was able to rip it out of her hands. And out of bounds. Shot clock at three for the Rangers. Inbound pass. Here's Sturkle. Forces up a three right wing. It's short, but offensive rebound, Jacob. And the Rangers will reset with the shot clock off and 14 seconds to play. Yeah, and that one hurts. You could have got the offense. You could have got the rebound and had to play for the last shot. Instead, you give them one more possession. Sturkle into the paint to the right side. Three on the way and up and in for Kaylee Morrell. And she's hit two threes in the first quarter, and Regis will take a 21-17 lead into the second quarter. Boy, a lot of swings there. Dixie State could have been leading this thing, but they find themselves down by four after one quarter of play. 60-second timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. 
You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. The Trailblazers had a 17-14 lead, and then Regis closing the frame on a 7-0 run. Dixie State down below 50% from the field. Trailblazers will have the first possession of the first quarter. Allie Franks had eight points in the first quarter and had a layup on a beautiful pass from London Pavlika. It would have made it a 10-point first quarter for her, but it just rimmed out. On the floor to start the first quarter, the same five for Dixie State is Pavlika, Franks, Moyai, Stevenson, Loftus. Pavlika driving inside, can't get it to go on the layup, but she is fouled as she elevated to the basket, and the foul will go against Kaylee Morell for first. And this is what we've said so much about Pavlika, that she has such a great ability to do this off the dribble, to be able to get to the rim off of a screen like that, or even without a screen. She's so explosive off the dribble that she can get to wherever she wants to on the court whenever she wants to. Great ability to be able to do that. Pavlika makes the first free throw. Second one on the way and in. She's got six for the Trailblazers. And Dixie State within two, 21-19 after the pair of vintage at Canyonlands free throws for London Pavlika. Sterkel. Thought about going right. Now backs it up. At the point. Mid-post left side now. Stops the dribble guarded by Loftus to Jacob, the leading scorer for this Rangers squad on the season. Here's Morell. Fires up a shot. Maybe a pass. Fell way short. Was tipped on the shot. Dixie State brings it down. Yeah, Lana Pavlik got her hand on that one. It's a great ball down. That's what I'm talking about. Make it tough on their shooters. If they're going to make open threes, that's on you. You got to make it tough on them. Everybody's just set it up. 9.08 to play in the second. Trying to tie or retake the lead here on this possession. Loftus to Franks. Top of the key. Drives inside, dishes back into Moyai, and she's fouled. Love it. Allie Franks knows that she can draw the defense in. They collapse, dishes it back over, and then Moyai sandwiched on her way back up to the bucket. Yeah, that was beautiful. She read that Jasmine Snipes was coming off of Brandon Moyai to try to double-team Franks in the lane. Franks would other recognize that and dish it off. Moyai and I with a finish, but we'll go to the line for two shots. Vintage at Canyonland free throws. And Moyai, a 54% free throw shooter. First one is too strong off the back iron. She'll get one more. Second one on the way. Same result. Too strong. Allie Franks able to tip it back out beyond the arc. But Regis is able to chase it down. And the Rangers with it. Inside looking for Snipes. Working on Moyai. And she'll get it to go. And Moyai will give a foul back on the other end. It is 23-19. And here we go. Michaela Johnson up off the bench to check in for the Trailblazers after a 10.8 rebound night last night. And Jasmine Snipes, a 60% free throw shooter, goes to the line for two. And this was just a tough move to defend. Snipes was able to kind of go up and under, kind of fake with her left hand, and that got Brianna Moyai to commit to her left side. And as she did that, she kind of ripped under and elevated at the same time, kind of put Moyai in a tough position. Snipes completes the three-point play, and it's a game-high five-point lead for the Rangers at 24-19. 
Kayla Johnson into the game, Dixie State. See how quickly they try to go to her down in the post. Pavlika driving inside, too strong off the window. And the rebound of Whitney Jacob. 8.20 to play in the second, and the Trailblazers behind by five points, 24-19. Burrell inside to Snipes, and she'll fade away from Johnson and makes another one baseline right. And that was just an athletic move from Snipes. She recognized that she had the higher, the, high, the taller defender in Michaela Johnson on her, so she faded away. It's a tough shot, but she's able to make it. And the Trailblazers down by seven. Ball knocked out of Maddie Loftus' hands. He'll chase it down. 26-19. Here's Franks. To the left side of Pavlika. Pavlika inside. Floating it short. London Pavlika's taken the last three or four shots for Dixie State. And has six points tonight. But has missed the last two or three attempts. Whitney Jacob for three in the right corner. Excuse me, that's Grace O'Neill again. I did that earlier, too. She's got 12 points. And Coach Gustin wants a timeout as the lead grows to 10. 29-19. It'll be a, the media timeout with 7.23 to play. Take the 60-second timeout and come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Regis has stretched the lead at 10 points at 29-19, and we're still a couple of minutes away from the media timeout, but Coach Gustin couldn't wait that long, needed to call the timeout, settle the team down, and draw some things up in the huddle. And Regis on an 8-0 run right now. It was 21-19 just a few minutes ago, but an 8-0 run over the last two and a half minutes has Regis a 10-point lead. Ashley Greenwood checks in during the break, along with Deshka Olson. Franks to Deshka Olson, certainly a three-point threat. Dixie State, after only making three three-pointers last night, already has three tonight. Franks, right corner, crosses over, stops on the baseline, kicks to Stevenson. Three ball straight away off the left side. She's just not been able to connect from the outside of the last couple of contests. 29-19, Dixie State trailing by 10, 6.45 to play until the break. That was a great find by Allie Franks, and you just got to hope to be able to hit these at some point. An offensive foul. Going to go against Regis. It'll be Jasmine Snipes picking one up on a moving screen. I don't know about that one. Yeah. That one seemed like a pretty good screen to me. But going back to that other last position, and those are the shots you want to get within the, the confines of your offense. I mean, Allie Franks does a good job driving baseline and finding Stevenson. You just got to hope to knock those down. Greenwood. Top of the key to Franks. And she tries to throw a pass over the top and is stolen again. Here's Burrell in transition. Misses. Greenwood will chase down the rebound for Dixie State. But it's knocked out of her hands and Regis has a steal. Burrell inside. Bouncing to the left to Sturkle. She misses a layup. Grabs her own rebound though. And she'll reset. Shot clock went out to 30 after that. It shouldn't have. But on we play. And the ball bounces out of bounds after a three-point miss from Sturkle straight away. Yeah, they're going to get Sydney Spades on that one. I think they call foul. 
yeah, foul on Sydney Spates on that one. She kind of just was pushing on the back and got whistled for the foul. DC State's got it back. Trailblazers scoreless over the last 342 of game time. Stevens catches high post left to Ali Franks. Thought about a three, decided against it. Instead, drives inside 10-footer baseline left is short. Rebound knocked out of bounds. Last touch by Regis. Trailblazers will have it with 20 on the clock. Yeah, it was a good action there with us. Uh, Franks and Stevenson there kind of just on that, on that left wing. Franks popped out of the three-pointer, and Stevenson went back door. And Greenwood trying to find Stevens. Misses her. It's stolen. Here's Burrell. Will bounce the circle, and she'll lay it up and in. 31-19. Dixie State trailing by 12. Where do you go right now for Dixie State to stop the bleeding? You'd love to have Franks kind of try to put a stop to this run. Greenwood will drive inside. She can't get it to go. A great look from the right side, but it just rimmed out. Shades of last night. Better start in the first quarter. But a little bit of a lid on it here. Dixie State trailing 31-19. Burrell, jumper from the right side. It's off the mark and then tipped out of bounds by Sydney Spates. And you saw the look on Spade's face. She thought she was getting called for a foul. And then saw that the ref was just signaling, knocked out of bounds, took a sigh of relief. And once again, Dixie State, like, like you mentioned, kind of just a lid on the on the basket right now. They're getting the shots that they that they want and that they normally make. You just got to hope to put them in. And then Pavlika back into the game. And a foul inside as Pavlika goes inside. And is fouled by Sterkel. Her first. And that'll put Regis over the limit right now in the bonus for Dixie State for the remaining five minutes of this quarter. It'll send London Pavlika, who's two for two from the free throw line, back to the stripe. I mean, I feel like deja vu because it's exactly what happened in the second quarter last night. Double-digit deficit. Got into the got into the bonus early and then didn't convert any from the free throw line through the last five or six minutes. And let's hope they can learn from their mistakes yesterday and, and improve on that. They didn't get to the free throw line after, like you said, being in the bonus for about six minutes in that second quarter. I'd love to see them be a little bit more aggressive. Now that you're in the bonus, you don't have to settle for outside shots, especially if you're not making your threes right now or your outside shots. Try to get to the basket and draw contact and get to the free throw line. Pavlika will miss both free throws. And Regis has the rebound. 31-19. Dixie State has gone cold. From all points on the court. Trailblazers trailing by 12. And Sterkel runs over Maddie Loftus. Maybe that'll inject some momentum. The Trailblazers. Kaylee Morrell going to check back in for the Rangers. Stur as Sterkel picks up a couple quick fouls. One on one end, and then another on the other. Yeah, that was a good job by Maddie Loftus. Just a standard ground. I mean, you don't necessarily have to do too much, you know, special on defense. If you can just stand your ground and force them to either go around you or through you, that's good defense there by the senior. Dashka Olsen, right wing three on the way. It rattles out and reaches the rebound. Whitney Jacob not scoring a lot, but she's certainly racking up the boards. She's got seven already. O'Neal spinning to the baseline, throws one up, and it's over the rim. Rebound to Maddie Loftus and Dixie State. She'll bounce to Olsen. Olsen is back to Pavlika. Pavlika accelerates, skips it back out, right wing three, on the way from Franks, too strong. Stevens taps it out, couldn't bring it in. Instead, it's chased down by Grace O'Neal for the Rangers. 
She'll hand off to Burrell, top of the key. Jacob spots up for three. Missed the rim, hit the backboard on the right side. And Dixie State has it. Here's Pavlika, zigging and zagging. Now we'll back it up. D-Lo goes straight away. And off to Stevens. She'll try a three straight away. It's too strong. And nothing working, nothing going down for the Trailblazers. Scoreless over the last six minutes now. 31-19. Dixie State trailing by 12. A three from Regis. They're lucky that Regis has gone cold too. Too strong. Dixie State the rebound. Loftus behind the back dribble. Gets into the paint. Spins left. Throws up a shot. No. And the rebound to Grace O'Neal. I'm not sure I've ever seen so many point blank shots just not fall in. That'll break the stretch. Seven and a half minutes of scoreless for the Trailblazers. And Allie Franks with a team high 11 points. And Dixie State trailing by 11, 33-22. And they get a stop and another bucket here. And an offensive foul, moving screen by Spates, her second. Now you start to feel the momentum kind of swing back into Dixie State's favor. Got another minute 48 in this one to try to get it back maybe to seven or six if you can. But that last possession was all created of the dribble penetration from London Pavlika. She came off the screen, actually drew the, the, the attention of three defenders, one of them being Allie Frank's defender, who was wide left wide open on the top of the key. Pavlika recognized that she was going to be dribbling into a triple team, turns around and passes it to Allie Franks for the wide open three. Sydney Daniels and Morgan R. Smith. Back into the game for, Rain, for the Rangers. Franks, pump fake, gets the defender off her feet and can't get the 10-footer to go from the right side. Great play, just couldn't get it to go down. And how many of those have we had here in the first half? There's Burrell, under the right corner, Daniels. Swinging back around, Smith, and a foul. Gonna go against... Brianna Moyai, away from the ball, underneath the basket. Picks up her second foul. Only second team foul, so no harm done. In fact, Trailblazers, a couple more fouls to give. Here in the second quarter. Here's Morrell. Right wing, crossing over, and traveled. The defense for Maddie Loftus to stay in front of her. Wanted to get inside, but she could not get around Maddie Loftus. And Brianna Moyati there to help as well. Morell travels. Yeah, another good possession. And if you're Dixie State here, you could go two for one. If you take this before about 35 or 40 seconds, you could get another opportunity to get two possessions towards the end of the half. Here's Pavlika, right corner with 54 on the game clock. Into Moyati. High off the window and in. And it's a nine-point game again. Two points for Moyai, and it's a 33-24 Regis lead with 40 on the game clock, 24 on the shot clock. Trailblazers will try to cut this lead even further. Something very similar to this happened at the end of the first quarter where they had a two-for-one opportunity but didn't get the offensive rebound. Burrell high off the window, no. And an offensive foul, or a loose ball foul, I should say, against Sydney Daniels as she pulled Allie Franks to the ground. And because it is a loose ball yep. foul and not an offensive foul, that means that they're going to put Allie Franks on the free throw line. You see Franks kind of just goes to box out. Daniels, Daniels her grabs Ouch. her left arm, and that's kind of why she came up holding her elbow. Well, it looks like the, the arm may have kind of bent, bent backwards. That, exactly. Did not look. She or, seems to be okay. Fortunately, it's her line. left arm. It's not her yeah. shooting arm. So if that makes it any better, hopefully she's okay. 
He's at the free throws. He's got 11 in the first quarter and puts the first one in. And that breaks a streak of four consecutive free throw misses for Dixie State. We take another look at that for the TV and Internet audience. That's just kind of a dangerous play there. You see Daniels really wasn't even going for the ball. was just trying to take Franks out of the play. And Franks makes both free throws. She's got 13. Shot clock is off. Dixie State within seven. And it's his quick 7-0 run for the Trailblazers. 33-26, and Dixie State got to draw up a stop here. Burrell bouncing from left to right, left to right over and over again. Now gives to Jacob. Right elbow. Dribble handoff Smith to Jacob. Three ball straight away. Too strong. Pavlik has got it with two. One. Three th- quarter court. Heave not quite going to get there. It was on target. It just was off the off foot and didn't really get him a lot of power into it. But Dixie State has battled back into this one. And the Trailblazers back within seven after a 7-0 run. That's what you got to do. You go down by double digits. Still plenty of basketball to be played. Start playing your game. And, uh, and, and you're good to go. Yeah, that's what you got to do, and I think they did a very good job of just kind of trying to weather the storm. We know that Regis got out to a good start and had a big lead there in the second quarter. Dixie State went about eight minutes without a field goal, but they did weather the storm and turned the last two minutes of the quarter in their favor, was able to trim a big double-digit lead down to seven. Let's take a quick look at our first-half highlights. Before we go to the break, it's Allie Franks. She's got a lot of them, 13 points in the first half. She's been a little more quiet the last few games. She knows she's got to start picking up more of that scoring load. And a lot of these highlights you're going to see of her. Made a couple of threes. Pavlika stepped up. Had a deep two in the early going. Chesney Stevens, the offensive rebound and the putback. Her only two points of the half. Maddie Loftus for three from the right wing. Trailblazers were four from nine from beyond the arc. And this happened so many times. London Pavlik was able to get to the rim, finished on about half of them, could have had three or four more opportunities there if she would have sank them. She could have been into double figures. And then, of course, on the other end, this was the good vision pass by Maddie Loftus. She finds Franks there on the right wing who drills the Mountain America three-pointer. And then one more from Franks as we get near the end of that second quarter. And she has 13 points now to lead all scores for Dixie State. Brianna Moyai right there before the end of the half, and it's a seven-point game, 33-26. As we take a look in Dixie State as we transition into our Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report, the Trailblazers shoot at just 31% from the field in the first half, only 14% from the field in the second quarter. You look at last night, the Trailblazers shot 33% from the field, 14% from three, and still won the game somehow they're looking to come back again and do something similar hoping that they can heat up and get that you know closer to 50 percent from the field in the second half dixie state being out rebounded 23 22 23 to 20 at the half seven turnovers at the half uh definitely shouldn't be too hard to go into the locker room and identify hey these are the things that we need to solidify to have success in the second half. And here's the here's the good news if you're Dixie State. You are a second-half team, meaning you perform better in the third and fourth quarters. That's when you've been historically proven over this season. And Regis is not a great second-half team. They are usually uh, not a great second-half team in the sense that they're being outscored right now in both the third and the fourth quarters by a pretty wide margin. 40 points they're being outscored in the third, third and about 55 points 
in the fourth quarter. So the good news is that you're a great second-half team. They haven't performed very well in the second half of their game. So you got to go into halftime, make some adjustments, recognize the places where you're executing well, and recognizing the places where you can be better. And I think for Dixie State, you're going to say, hey, we've got a lot of open shots. We've got a lot of the shots we'd like to get in our offense. We're just not hitting them right now. Stick with the program and try to make some more shots in the second half. Dixie stated trailing 33-26 at the half. Try to do what they did last night. Come back and have a dominant second half and win the basketball game. And they will try to do just that. Let's step away. We'll take our halftime break. A five-minute timeout. And we'll come back with more of the Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime record of the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. back inside the Burns Arena. Dixie State trailing at 33-26 at the half. It is the Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report. Seven Oaks Fine Jewelers is your one-stop shop for jewelry in St. George, Utah. Custom engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond earrings, custom laser engraving, and much more. Carrick Segmiller, Drayson Ball with you. And if you were watching and listening last night, uh, you think you might be listening to a rerun. Dixie State was down by 10 at halftime uh, last night would have been down by double digits again at halftime tonight if it wasn't for a 7-0 run right before the end of the half and then came out in the second half and dominated uh, Colorado Christian 33-16 in the second half to get the seven-point victory. They'll look to duplicate that effort here tonight, trailing by seven, 33-26. But for me, it was, cannot overstate how important it was for Dixie State to get the lead under double digits at halftime, the 7-0 run, you hit some shots from the field. You hit some free throws. You play some good defense, and you take some momentum into the locker room. I cannot overstate how important that was to be able to do that before the break. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest keys that you're going to have going into the second half is that the run and the momentum that they had going towards the end of that second quarter, and I think it was critical to this def- this team. And we said it again last night. If you go into the locker room, down 12, 13, 14 points like they would have, uh, you know, you come out and you might say, ah, you know, 14 points might be too many. You kind of maybe get down on yourself, but you go in halftime being down seven is all. And you say, hey, we were down by more than that yesterday. And we came out and played a dominant second half and won the ball game. So you got to assume that they're going to have that same sort of mentality coming out of the halftime break as they did last night. And hopefully they can play as well defensively as they did last night tonight. And for me, you look at it and, and, Regis is not shooting a great percent from the field either, 37%. I think what's what's happening from time to time is is there's just some misassignments defensively that these Regis players are getting a lot of open shots. There's been a few shots on the baseline. Jasmine Snipes made a couple of shots. Grace O'Neill made a couple of just acrobatic shots that you look at it and you say, okay, good on you. You know, if we were playing a game of horse, you would have won the game with that shot because I wouldn't have been able to duplicate it. But Dixie State, there have been times where – you know, they've, they've lost people. A lot of the threes that have been made have been uncontested three-point shots, and they just got to tighten some things up defensively. And then, like we said last night, I mean, what else can you say? I mean, you go you go 2 of 14 from the field in the second quarter, and a lot of those were point Blake at the bucket, and probably half of those ones that were by the hoop were halfway in and came out. You just can't do anything about that. 
you, you keep your head on straight. You don't get frustrated. You go on a 7-0 run before the half, and you come out knowing that the lid will come off and we tighten things up def- defensively, and we should be just fine. Yeah, and it did last night. Certainly going into that second half, that's exactly what they did. And you got to really think, you know, you go out and you shoot 214 from the field in the second quarter, one of six from the three-point line, and you're only down seven at halftime. You got to feel like that's a huge break for you, especially considering it could have been 14 or 15 or even more. And so you got to kind of come out and say, hey, we're getting the looks we've had offensively that we want to get within our offense. We've been able to have some open threes. We just have not a few of them down. They're just four of nine, although they had probably three or four other ones that were wide open. They just didn't find the bottom of the net, and that's just kind of basketball sometimes. It's a make-or-miss game. You hear it all the time, especially in the NBA. They say it's a make-or-miss league. It's really a make-or-miss sport, and if you're going to put in if you're not going to put in the shots, you're going to, you know, a lot of times have the advantage. And if you're not hitting him, you got to try to find a way to get him to fall. Dixie State again, trailing 33-26. We give you some of the individual numbers. And Maddie, uh, Allie Franks with 13 points on 4 of 10 shooting. 3 of 4 from the outside, though. She's got one rebound to go along with that. From there, it's London Pavlika. She scored all six of her points pretty quickly uh, and was shooting a great percentage from the field, but has since kind of cooled off a little bit. Two for eight from the field for Pavlika. She does have five rebounds and three assists and one block as well. Three points for Maddie Loftus and then two points each for Brianna Moyai and Chesney Stevens. So Franks certainly carrying the bulk of the scoring tonight. Going to need a little bit of help in the second half. Should note Allie Franks with those 13 points in the second, in the first half, is now 12 points away from the the 1,000 point club here in Dixie State women's basketball, the Division II era, and really Dixie State women's basketball history. Because before you're a junior college, really hard to get to 1,000 points in just two years of play. So, really, only four, uh, three members of the 1,000 point club right now, and with 12 more points in the second half, uh, Allie Franks can join that elite company. Now, if you ask her, she's more worried about getting the win. So if she only scores eight points in the second half and Maddie Loftus scores 15 points in the second, you know, she's just fine with that. You know, it's, you know, those are fun things to think about later in life when, uh, you know, when you're looking back on your career. But for us announcers and, and media people, we love talking about stuff like that. And, you know, it'd be fun to see it happen in the second half. But either way, Dixie State has got some work to do in the second. Would like to see... Some more post play uh, involved here. A lot of the shots that have been taken inside have been guards driving inside. Franks has been in there. Uh, London Pavlik has been in the paint a lot. Uh, Michaela Johnson played a couple of minutes in the first half. Chesney Stevens only played uh, a few minutes in in the first half. She played 14 minutes in the first half, so almost the, the whole first half, but didn't have a lot of touches inside. Only had two field goal attempts. Would love to see them, and that's kind of what they did in the third quarter last night. They went inside made some buckets that way, and then kind of opened up outside at, as well. So we'll see exactly how they draw things up in the second. Yeah, that's what they, they got to go to right now. You know, you get Chesney Stevens and Michaela Johnson some touches down low. You can maybe get to the free throw line and put them in some foul trouble, or you can just make some points with the clock uh, stopped. That's what I expect them to do here in the second half. Well, that'll do it for our Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report. We keep it right here as the teams huddle up and take their final Instruction. You see Coach Gustin with the Trailblazers, and they know. I mean, just get the makings of a, of a special season. You're 12 and four. You're seven and three in the RMAC. I mean, you have a goal of not just making the RMAC tournament, but you want to host at least one game in that RMAC tournament. And there's still a lot of basketball to be played. So Colorado, Colorado Mesa hasn't lost yet. 
Westminster with just the one loss. But uh, you know, you only have a couple of games out, and you just anything can happen from here on out. And that's why we said over and over again that you've got to be uh, cannot lose at home. Here we go. Fresh 10 minutes up on the third quarter clock. Regis will have the first possession. Original starters for both teams. It's Burrell with it. Right wing into the right corner. O'Neal gives it Jacob. Now three-point land straightaway. Burrell to the right side. And Sterkel. Sterkel inside Jacob. Will swing it to O'Neal. Spot up three. Left wing it's short. And Dixie State will crash on the rebounds. Allie Franks has it. Gives to Pavlika. Quickly ahead to Stevenson. Looking around, back out to Pavlika, and she'll call out the play. Dribble handoff to Franks. Into the corner, Pavlika. Pavlika, guarded by Burrell. The Loftus open look for three. Bang! Came off a screen and knocked it in. She's got six points. Another Mountain America three-point shot. Get the ultimate rewards checking account. My style checking for Mountain America. Features rewards like gift cards, cashback, and more. Details at macu.com. 33-29, Dixie State within four, 8.58 to play in the third. And inside to Snipes, and she'll lay it up and in, and Stevens could have had an easy steal as that pass was really thrown to no one, but Stevens didn't see it coming. Yeah, just an unfortunate break. Got to just fall. It fell into the hands of Jasmine Snipes, who was right there by the rim to lay it up and in. 35-29, Dixie State, six-point deficit, 8.35 remaining. Stevenson. Driving into the paint, bounces to Stevens, and she'll lay it up and in. Beautiful play. And Stevens has four, and Dixie State has scored on its first two possessions of the third quarter. And that's really where one of the areas where Dixie State's been successful, off dribble penetration. We've seen it with Maddie Loftus. We've seen it with London Pavliga and Al Kesley Stevenson. Dribble penetration collapses the defenses and gives you open looks. Burkle will lob outside to Jacob. Now to O'Neal. O'Neal into the paint. Spin around, lay it up too strong off the backboard. Dixie State the rebound. Here's Pavlika. And you can really see Dixie State trying to ratchet up the intensity on defense. It's causing Regis some problems. Franks straight away gives to Loftus. Step back, three on the way. Bang! When she's on, she's on. She's got nine, and Dixie State's within one. 35-34, another Mountain America three-pointer. And this is exactly the start to the second half that you want if you're Dixie State. You're able to get a couple of good shots to go in, and you're playing better defensively, creating the momentum in your favor. 35-34, Dixie State within one. Sterkle to answer for three, left wing, no. Ball is loose on the ground and tied up. Dixie State has the arrow, and it'll come back to Dixie State. 7.23 to play, third quarter. That's no a Blazers. Good effort from London Pavlik. Excuse me, Carrick. Is that one came right down in the hands of Grace O'Neill. But London Pavlik, with the high energy, goes down and tries to scoops that one out. And she doesn't get credited for the rebound, but Dixie State gets the possession. Dixie State over to Loftus again. This time it's short. This place would have gone nuts. And that was certainly a heat check three for uh, Loftus there. Just not able to get it to go. Regis the rebound. A 35-34, Regis leads, 6.58 to go, third quarter. Trailblazers outscoring Regis, 8-2, through the first three minutes of this third quarter. Here's Burrell, three-pointer is blocked by Pavlika, but right back to Burrell, now top of the key, Sterkel for three, and she splashes it home. I heard coaches say before, a block is only as good as where it goes after the fact. And that one, unfortunately, fell right back into the hands 
of Burrell, and she found Sterkel for an open three. And that just leaves a bad taste in your mouth after the great energy block by Lennon Pavlik. It goes right to their teammate for the open three. 38-34, Dixie State trailing by four. Here's Pavlika. Three-point land straight away to Franks. Drives inside, looking for Stevens in a good dish, and she lays it up and in. She's got six. They're trying to get it into those post players more and more, and it is working. Dixie State within two, 38-36. That's one of the adjustments that Coach Gustin had to have made at halftime, recognizing that when you dribble penetrate, you drip, you pull the double team. Burrell to Snipes for three right wing, and she splashes it home. This team's certainly not afraid to launch it right now. Not a great three-point shooting team, but right now 7 of 19, good for 37%. Inside is Pavlika, and she'll lay it up and in for Dixie State. The lid is certainly off. Both teams scoring on almost every possession. 41-38, Dixie State trailing by three. And a timeout taken by Molly Marin, the fifth-year coach for Regis. And it will stretch to a media-length timeout. 5.34 remaining. Dixie State trailing 41-38. The 60-second timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 5.34 remaining, Dixie State. 12 points in the third quarter. But Maddie Loft, or excuse me, but Regis has added eight points as well. Maddie Loftus is connected on two threes for Dixie State, and they trail by a three every time they get close, get within one, get within two. The Rangers have responded with a three. The key is they've been open threes. And Dixie State got to close that on the arc just a little bit better. Yeah, it goes back to one of our keys to the game, make it tough on them. They're going to they're gonna hoist the threes Wesley when they Chase. get the opportunity. You just have to make it tough. Here's Burrell. Uh, 20-second shot clock for the Rangers to Sterkel. Sterkel to the left corner. Snipes will take a three. An open look. No off the front iron. And into the hands of London Pavlika and Dixie State. Pavlika across the middle. To the right side, Loftus. Loftus to Franks. High post right side. Gives to... Excuse me. Loftus inside, misses, but tap back out Stevens to Franks. Open look for three, left wing, too strong, snipes the rebound. Maybe just a case of being too wide open on that one from Allie Franks. She had a minute to take a look at it. I love it. You know, when you get it right away, you don't take too much time. Just in rhythm, elevate straight away. She took a little bit too much time on that one, in my opinion. 41-38, Dixie State within three. 4.40 remaining, third quarter. Here's Burrell. Top of the key, Jacob to Sterkel. Inside Snipes, one-on-one with Stevens, turns around and gets the 10-foot jumper up and in. And just like that, Snipes has 12, tied for the team high with O'Neal now. This is becoming a trend for Dixie State as you take away their leading score, but then other people step up. Loftus to Franks as Dixie State trailing by 5, 43-38. Stevens to Pavlika to Franks. Shot clock down to nine. Pavlika left corner. And a three-second call against, oh, no, a foul. Uh, three seconds. 
Yeah, three seconds in the key. Uh, Chesney Stevens just camped out in the painted area for a little bit too long, and then she gets called for the three seconds. And that'll bring us to the under five media timeout. 4.05 remaining. Regis 43, Dixie State 38. 60-second timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Last night, as Carrick Sangler and Drayson Ball with you, and there's just so many similarities. We talked during the break about yesterday, Dixie State has having some trouble in the third quarter, playing well, but not being able to get the, the lead down too far until the last few minutes of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter. You hope for the same thing here tonight. Yeah, you got to be able to just keep chipping away and try to get over the hump as soon as possible so that you can hold the momentum as long as you can. 43-38, a five-point Regis lead. O'Neal to the corner, snipes, fumbles, Regains top of the key now. Burrell, Burrell on a 12-second shot clock to the right side, and Morell top of the key now. O'Neal will drive inside high up the window. No offensive rebound. Snipes up and in. Seven-point game, 45-38. And that's where you got to be better if you're Dixie State, especially when you're trailing. You got to know that every rebound, whether it be offensively or defensively, you have to get it. Franks. Inside, knocked out of bounds. No, stripped out of her hands by Snipes and off of Franks and out of bounds. That was a good defensive stand there by Jasmine Snipes, who just stood her ground. She's straight up. But that one, I mean, that one's off of Snipes right there. I would have loved to see them, you know, maybe converse on that one. Obviously can't review it outside of two minutes in the fourth quarter. But that one looked like it was off Snipes to me. Regis with a three-point shot can go back up by double figures again. O'Neal. To Jacob, it's loose. Franks has got it. Dixie State with a steal. Got to have a bucket here. Loftus for three. No. Offensive rebound. Stevenson blocked into the hands of Pavlika. She'll try a jumper. And no. Offensive rebound. Loftus, she spins away from defenders and scores. 11 points for Maddie Loftus. And it's a 45-40 Regis lead. That's the kind of attitude you got to have. you got to get those offensive rebounds. Unfortunately for Lofter, she spun away as two defenders went behind her. She had a wide-open layup. 2.29 to go. Inside to Snipes. Fadeaway jumper is short. Offensive rebound, Burrell. Three white jerseys there, and you couldn't get the offensive rebound. 2.20 remaining. And now here's Morell for three, and she splashes it home. Got to get rebounds. Morell has nine, and it's an eight-point game. 48-40. 208 remaining in the third. Pavlika to Moyai to Franks. She'll try a three. Left wing. Bang. Allie Franks with 16 points. And it's a five-point game. 48-43. 152 remaining. See State gotta get a stop here. How to start crashing the boards. Here's Burrell. Free throw line jumper. Yes. She's going to make that one. You just throw your hands up and say, okay. Fading away from the top of the arc. 40 to 53. Or 50 to 43. Franks again for three. Right wing. Bang. 19 points for Allie Franks. 
and she is closing in on 1,000 career points. Needs six points to get there. Fifty to forty-six. Dixie State within four. Here's Jacob to answer, and she does. She's got three, and it's a six-point game. 52-46. For Dixie State, you just got to be able to get stops. You're executing well offensively, but a couple second chance points and a few open looks, you just got to be able to get stops. Frank's inside. She's fouled. Two free throws coming, and it will be Whitney Jacob. Her first foul. And how about London Pavlika? Eight points, eight rebounds, six assists. Just, another, just missed a triple-double a couple day of weeks ago Pavlika. by we one rebound. Come to know that she just fills up the stat sheet every time out. It's, it's fun because both teams have a player like that. London Pavlika and Jack Pagankoff on the men's side as Franks makes the first free throw. She's up to 20 now. Career high is 27. Second one on the way and in. 21 points for Ali Franks. 52-48. 50 seconds remaining. Now four points away from the 1,000-point club for Ali Franks. Got to find a stop here, though. 15 to shoot. Here's Burrell for Regis. Short. Rebound, Pavlika. Nine rebounds now for London Pavlika. Officially put her on triple-double watch with eight points, nine rebounds, and six assists. Still got one quarter to go. Game clock at 20, shot clock at 17. Three-second differential. Coach Gushin wants just one shot here. Ten on the shot clock. Pavlika inside. Will scoop it up? No. A little too early still. Rebound Regis. 52-48. Here's Sterkle with three. Into the lane with two. Floats it. No, but a foul. Will send Sterkle to the free throw line with 1.1 seconds remaining. As they say, Stevenson got a push. That'll be Stevenson's first foul. Sterkle, a 69% free throw shooter, will have two here. Love to see that replay once again as Sterkle goes to the free throw line. Just see if we can run that replay back if we have it right now. See where the foul comes. Maybe just that left, left arm, arm yep. of uh, Kesley Stevenson. Gets her in the back there. Remind you, we won't be taking a break. After this last second of play. She made the first one, second one up and in. Ten points for Sterkle. And Franks to Pavlika, and they won't even try a shot. Six-point Regis lead at the end of the third quarter. And it's time now to name our SkyWest Airlines player of the game, or at least... You know, to give SkyWest Airlines some recognition that our players that we're keeping an eye on so far. I think right now it's Allie Franks. Maddie Loftus came out in the third quarter, but uh, right now Allie Franks, 21 points, 5 of 7 from beyond the arc, and she is on fire from out there. She needs four points to hit the 1,000-point club. And she's really been the one keeping them in this game, really, for Dixie State. She's been able to score a handful of points here in the third quarter and really kind of just provided the momentum, had a couple of threes there she made in the third quarter and really without her this might be a double digit lead and maybe at this point insurmountable if she doesn't have the performance she's had thus far in the game we'll call that our catering concept uh plays of the game as well as she has hit five threes from beyond the arc and again four points away from the 1000 point club 
Yeah, and Allie Franks, you know, obviously going to be joining the 1,000-point club. Just a few other uh, Dixie State uh, women's basketball players that have is in that 1,000-point club. And so, obviously, it would be a great uh, great honor for Allie Franks uh, to join that 1,000-point club. Now, obviously, for Dixie State, in the fourth quarter, it's crunch time now. you got to try to expect every single offensive rebound. you got to go get it. And you got to get stops defensively right now if you're Dixie State. You have to be more aggressive and right off the bat. Snipes inside first possession of the fourth quarter, and she is fouled, and she'll go to the free throw line as the foul will go against Maddie Loftus. And Regis is doing a good job right now of just, uh, you know, doing what the defense gives you. I mean, they're driving, they're dribble penetrating, they're doing the same thing that Dixie State is doing, and they've been able to find Jasmine Snipes, who's been carrying the low for them offensively, and that's, you know, one of the great signs of a good coach in Molly Marin is to be able to do, you know, to execute and take what the defense gives you. And they've been able to do that very well throughout the entire game. Snipes will make both free throws. And she has 16 points and it's an eight point game again. 56-48, Dixie State has got to make a run here. Loftus into the corner, Stevenson for three, too much on it. Michaela Johnson battling for the offensive rebound. Couldn't get it, but she's able to knock it off of Snipes and out of bounds. Dixie State will have another possession. And if you're Michaela Johnson, I know that it, it ended up in your favor. She was able to knock the ball off Snipes, but you're bigger. you got to go get this one. It's all about hard at this point in the game. Avlica will lob into Johnson, backing in on Snipes. Turn and score it. Got to have that post scoring in the fourth quarter, and that could be key here. 56-50. Johnson on the board with two. And Dixie State within six, 9.24 remaining. Snipes to answer with a three left wing, yes. And Michaela Johnson just can't, she can't afford to get pulled that far out to the arc. And Snipes, wide open, knocks down a three. And Jasmine Snipes, I mean, not known as a great three-point shooter, just a 23% three-point shooter. She's two of four tonight. 59-50. Who will answer for the Trailblazers? Franks trying to bounce into Johnson and stolen by Snipes. Pass ahead to Jacob. Jacob, in transition, will lay it up and in. 11-point lead for Regis. Not the start to the fourth quarter you wanted for Dixie State. Yeah, but you just got to try to keep holding on and execute offensively. You can't turn the ball over anymore if you're Dixie State. Loftus, the free throw line. And right now you can't panic. You can't just start throwing up bad shots because you're trying to battle back into it. Snipes is doing everything for Regis right now. Almost had a steal there. Pavlika with nine to shoot. Will drive inside. Ten-foot jumper. No. In and out. And Regis the rebound. Yeah, that was just a great look from London Pavlika. Just unfortunately not able to get it to go right now. If you're Dixie State, you've got to have defensive stops. 61-50. Morell for three. No. Maddie Loftus rebound. 8.05 to go. Can't go empty. And you're down by 11. Pavlika into the paint. Got to get out of there. Here's Stevenson. She'll try a three. No. Rims out. And Kesley Stevenson. 0 for 3 from the outside tonight. Regis has it. 7.45 to play. 61.50. Pavlika's trying to foul Burrell. And the refs didn't call it at first. Of course, probably not anticipating an intentional foul with 7.40 remaining in the fourth. And, and Coach Gus and is just, just trying, just trying to, get to get Chesley Stevens yeah. in right now. <laughs> Pavlika clearly grabbed Burrell the first time and no whistle came. Had to chase her all the way back across the court do it and, and do it again. Kind of looking over the referee like, 
And the refs go, I'm not expecting a foul like that at the 740 mark of the fourth. Dixie State will take a foul to get Stevens back into the game. And Stevens right on cue gets a steal. And a handoff to Pavlika. Here come the Trailblazers. Can they cue up? And a fourth quarter comeback. Loftus inside is fouled. And helped up by Jasmine Snipes after she goes to the ground. She'll get a couple of free throws. You had to name a player of the game overall. It might be Snipes. She's done a little bit of everything tonight. Uh, 19 points for Jasmine Snipes. Only an eight-point-per-game uh, score for the Rangers, and she's more than doubled that tonight. Loftus will make the first free throw. She's got 12, and Snipes is 7 of 10 from the, the field and 3 of 3 from the free throw line. Loftus makes both free throws. 61-52, nine-point game, 7.20 to go, and, and that's how you win ballgames is when your leading scorer only has five points, somebody else steps up. Elbow! Elbow! Stagger! Here's Morrell to O'Neal. To the left side and Snipes. They're going to the hot hand. They'll swing it back around. A tip from Stevenson. But Sturkel able to chase it down. 40 feet to the bucket. Straight away, nine to shoot. Behind the back dribble. Sturkel guarded by Stevenson. Four to shoot. Two. Down to one. Burrell will fire up a shot. No. Somehow able to chase down her own rebound in the left corner because Pavlika was off balance and couldn't get it. Yeah, Pavlika was just trying not to commit the foul there at the short shot clock. And a loose ball knocked out of bounds by Regis. A couple of different things Dixie clamoring for on that possession. A three-second call against Sterkel. And then a kick ball later. Didn't get either of them. And then the loose ball goes out of bounds to Dixie State. And like I, like I was saying earlier, London Pavlika kind of was trying to back off as much as she could not to kind of commit a bailout foul there with the shot clock waning. And because of that, she was a little bit off balance. The rebound came right back toward where she was standing, but because she's kind of off balance, she wasn't able to regain her composure. Stevenson to the right side of Pavlika. Pavlika to Stevens. Stevens for Loftus. Maddie inside. Shot is blocked and brought down by Spates. Yeah, that's just uh, Spates being a 6-2 uh, forward right there, having the size advantage over the much shorter Maddie Loftus at 5-9. to play. Here's Burrell. Top of the key for O'Neal. Over to the left side, Sterkel. Sterkel, free throw line behind the back dribble, working on Stevenson, missed it. Pavlika the rebound. That's rebound number 10 for London Pavlika. Ahead to Stevenson. Stevenson stops the dribble. Needs help. Gives to Franks. She'll step into a three right wing. Yes. And Allie Franks, one point away from the 1,000-point club. She's got 999 career points. More importantly, Dixie State within six. 61-55 and a steal. Here's Pavlika. A huge steal there from London Pavlika, just sagging off her offensive responsibility to create that turnover. Pavlika to Stevens. Will it come on this possession? Loftus for Pavlika. 12 to shoot. Right wing. London with it. She'll step into a three. No. Airballed it and out of bounds. I don't love that shot from London Pavlika. I know the shot clock was 
you know, down to about seven or six seconds. But I would have loved to see her take that off the dribble. We know how good she is at being able to get to the rim off the dribble. And with seven seconds on the shot clock, that's plenty of time to be able to get to the rim and finish. Or if you get double teamed to, to, to kick out to an open shooter. 61-55, Dixie State within six, 4.57 to go, media timeout, next whistle. And a turnover, Dixie State has got it back. But first we have the media, 4.53 remaining, Dixie State trailing 61-55. Can they keep it going and conjure up a fourth quarter comeback? We'll find out after the 60-second timeout on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 453 to go. Dixie State within six. They've got possession, 61 to 55. A lot of different things we're waiting on. Will Ali Franks get to the thousand point club? Just needs one more bucket to do it. Can Dixie State complete its second consecutive comeback victory and win their sixth game in a row? Or fifth game in a row, excuse me. A lot of things still in the balance. Here as we head to the fourth. And not to mention, London Pavlika, two points and four assists away right now from a triple double. Would be just the second triple double ever recorded in Dixie yes. State women's basketball history. Franks to Loftus, back to Alley. Alley driving inside off the window. There it is. Welcome to the 1,000-point club, Alley Franks. And with 26 points, she's now one off of her career high. So it's not only could she get to the 1,000-point club as she has, she could record a new career high. 61-57. O'Neal inside, off the window and in, a circus shot, and it goes. They've been able to answer every time. Dixie State has started cutting it close. And Dixie State get over the hump here. Stevens to Franks. To Loftus. Back to Franks. Thought about a three, decided against it. Now to Loftus. 12 to shoot. Maddie's got it. They leave, they give her space, and she'll knock in a three. She says, thank you for the space. She's got 16, and Dixie State within three at 63-60. And that was a deep three, Carrick. That may have been NBA range for Maddie Loftus as she cuts the lead in half. And an offensive foul. Dixie State has got it back. 63-60, the deficit for the Trailblazers with 3.42 remaining. Waiting for the signal. It's Whitney Jacob, her second. PA system yep. just recognizing the 1,000 points for Allie Franks and a nice ovation by this home crowd. 63-60. Dixie State trailing by three. Loftus thought about a three. Behind the back dribble. She'll get it to the baseline to Allie Franks. She'll just pump fake. Get inside layup. No, rimmed out. Stevens taps it, but it goes to Snipes. How many close layups have they've had that they just will not go down? 63-60, still within three. Need another stop with 3.10 remaining. And a whistle and a foul will go against Stevens. And Snipes has kind of wreaked havoc. 
on this Dixie State squad on both ends of the floor. And you couldn't have wanted a better look from Allie Franks on the other end. That one would have given her a career high of 28 points. Sterkel drives past Loftus, bounces it inside to Snipes. She'll get it to go and one. Let's 21 points for Jasmine Snipes. They're going to get got out her on the arm. on that one. And that one, you know, you got to be straight Frank, up. They call Pavlika. They call Pavlika. Pavlika got her on the arm. Gotcha. Could have called it on either one right there. Obviously, Allie Franks kind of had her arms draped over uh, Snipes right there. But they get Pavlika reaching for the backside. 3.06 remaining. Here's Snipes. Free throw, yes. 22 points for Jasmine Snipes, and it's a six-point game again. 3.05 remaining. And at this point, don't need a three. Let's find the best available shot. And you can't go empty. Franks to the free throw line. Stevens. And a whistle and a foul inside. Loftus will hit the deck. And it's Sterkel picking up her third. It's the third team foul, so no free throws yet. And still one foul to give before Dixie State's in the bonus. Avalica into Stevens, and then she'll jog out and get it right back. 2.48 to go. Loftus, three, straight away. No, off the right side. Tapped around O'Neal, the rebound. 2.40 to go. And at this point, you're running out of possessions. 66-60. Sterkel. To the left elbow. Yes. That's kind of just the game it's been for Regis. They've been able to get open shots and credit to them. They've been able to knock them down when they've got them. These two teams split last year with coincidentally the road team winning both matchups last year as well. Chesney Stevens and one underneath the bucket with 2-0-1 remaining. And this is what they were doing earlier on in the in the second half is this dribble penetration and then kicking off to the big whose defender collapsed on the dribble penetrator. And this one, they kind of got away from it earlier on and they've got back to it now as Franks finds Stevens and goes to the line to try to complete the old-fashioned three-point play. So Stevens will have a free throw. They're going to call for the mop first to get some... Perspiration mopped up. And this to make it a five-point game with 2-0-1 remaining. Kind of keeping some drama in it here. And she gets it to go. Nine points for Chesney Stevens. Turn it out of the realm of possibility yeah. to come back with the good three-point shooters that you do have. And out of bounds. And it's tapped out of bounds. Can they look at it? They could look at it. They're under two minutes, but referees deciding not to look at it. Not sure why you don't look at it right here. I mean, you got nothing to lose. You're within two minutes, certainly within your right to look at it. And to and me, that looks like well, it's off Regis. That's one of those ones that comes down to, though, it's it's knocked out of her hands. And here's Snipes for three left wing, and it's good. Boy, oh, boy. 25 points for Jasmine Snipes. And when someone's going to do that, what do you do? Loftus, baseline right. Back to Pavlika. Left corner, Stevens for three. Yes! 
And a timeout called by Dixie State. Still not over. 71-66, five-point game. Even going back to that, like, I understand the spirit of the game is, you know, whoever knocked it out of bounds, like, and that's fine, but why not review it? I mean, if we have review, we have the technology and the capability to do yeah. so, why not review that play? You're within the two-minute mark, so it's certainly a play that you can review. I just don't understand just why not review it. If you're right, then you're right, and if you're wrong, then you come back yeah, why not take and a you look? get the correct call regardless. We have the technology and the capability to do so. I just don't understand why not take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I think the bigger thing at this point is timeouts are brought to you by Dairy Queen. If you sign up for the DQ mobile app, you can receive a free small blizzard. New deals every week. Remember, this is fan food, not fast food. The bigger storyline right now is Jasmine Snipes. Averaging eight points a game. She's got 25 points tonight. And, and we take a look at, at what she's done throughout the season 25 points tonight is close to a career high for her and here we go back in place 71 66 trailblazers need a stop and a bucket to really make this thing interesting down the stretch and it's stolen away pavlik has got it with 110 to play Pavlika to Loftus, three, left wing, no, rebound Regis. And that would have been a huge three-pointer. It was a perfect vision from London Pavlika. She knew she had a three-on-one. She could have elected to go to Ali Franks, who would have had a contested layup, but decided to go cross-court to give Maddie Loftus a wide-open three-pointer in transition. Just couldn't get it to go on that one. And then every once in a while, that's, that's just the way it goes. Coach Gustin asking the referee, hey, does it have to be under a minute for me to call a timeout as Sturkle makes the first free throw to call a timeout and be able to advance it? And the answer was yes. It's at one minute exactly. Dixie State has two timeouts remaining. They'll have to go the length of the floor here. And the, the free throws miss. So it's a six-point game. Dixie State with a three could make it a one-possession game. Pavlika, got to go quick here. London to Stevens. Loftus, she'll drive inside, gets a layup, makes it, four-point game, and a timeout called by Regis that they want to advance it. They're going to advance it, 72-68, Dixie State within four, and it is now, I believe, 18 points. 18 points for, for Maddie Loftus. For Maddie Loftus, the, the points just haven't quite gone into the the life stat system hasn't updated yet. Dixie State trailing 72-68, 46.6 seconds remaining. They're going to advance the ball. Boy, being able to advance the ball is great for the offense, but it really kind of hurts you defensively when you need that uh, in terms of being able to put full court pressure and, and try to force maybe a turnover on the inbounds. But at the same th at the same time, that way you're not wasting as much time with them bringing the ball up the floor. The question is if you're Dixie State. I mean, you, you kind of look at somebody and say, I know we don't need to foul right now, but do we foul and try to send someone to the free throw line or, or let them use in a four-point game or let them use 30 seconds of a 46-second clock? It'll be interesting to see what they opt to do. It's certainly not an enviable position. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not Coach Gustin right now and the one to have to make that decision. And the Burrell is tapped away, and we've got an inadvertent. No, you're going to call it travel. They're going to call it travel. Coach Gustin was screaming for it. It was a late whistle. We were kind of after blocked. the ball was 
tapped out, and she did travel oh, before she put the ball back down. Absolutely. It just was a late call. Yeah, that's absolutely the right call, and this is not something that's reviewable. If you're if you're Regis, it's not you know you can review out of bounds or yeah, yeah. or that kind of stuff. But this it's just, is a, in terms of she saw it and couldn't get the whistle sound because the out ball came until right the ball her. came out. Yeah, yeah. The Dixie State with some new life here with 44 ticks remaining. Pavlika trailing by four. London with it to Franks. One dribble, three blocked. Stevens comes down with it back to Franks. To the right side, Stevenson for three. No, short, Regis rebound. And Burrell is fouled by Stevenson. And from where we were sitting right here, we were right behind that, that shot. It looked, it was right on the money. It was just a little bit short. 72-68, Dixie State trailing by four. And Burrell back to the free throw line. Misses the first. Dixie State has two timeouts remaining. So if make or miss, they'll probably call a timeout and try to advance. Burrell second free throw good. Coach Gustin wants a timeout. It's a five-point game. Still not over yet. Dixie State will have to go quickly after the timeout. And Burrell was uh, the not the person you want on the end of the free throw line. She's a 78% free throw shooter. Believe it or not, that's the best on the team right now. Um, uh, and so she misses one. She gives you a little bit of a break. You're only down five. It's going to be really tough. you got to get a three well, and a Grayson, two, at least a tie. And then you got to send on the free throw line tonight, and hope they miss at least one and give you the opportunity the to, uh, to, to tie this game and send it into overtime. Like they're gonna lose, oh, they're gonna right now, ball game I think you've got to put the ball in the hands of London Pavlik. Regis is going to call a timeout. Seven-point lead, for you. ten seconds remaining in the game. Stretched out a little bit. We'll keep it right here. You know, you look at Dixie State, and it's interesting. We've talked about this here. In conference play, Dixie State is going to drop to three and four at home. And they're 4-0 on the road. It just, it's interesting. Something it to, to, you know, normally the, the thought process is, you know, if we can protect home court and, you know, win most of our games on the road or at least split on the road, you know, we're going to be set up for a good season. But this year it's opposite. I mean, I guess if you're getting the wins on the road and maybe, you know, splitting at home, but you don't want to do that. You want to be able to win at home. Inbound pass. They'll guard Burrell. Shouldn't foul. Please don't foul. And they're going to call a foul with 2.7 seconds remaining. See here on the replay. I mean, it's, it's, it's a reach and it's probably a foul. I think game situation, I mean, probably don't need to call it. I mean, the, the game is... As Burrell makes the free throw. I mean, the game's sealed at this point. All you're doing here is delaying the end of the game. Burrell will make it. Inbound pass to Pavlika. Ahead to Loftus. He'll try a three at the horn. No. And Dixie State will fall 77-68. And it's just, it's one of those nights that you just couldn't get the, the shots to go like last night. Last night, they were able to, to turn it around and complete the comeback. Tonight, Regis made that. They kept that from happening, and really, it's Jasmine Snipes. 25 points, puts the team on her back, and, and helps the team out. And and you know what? What do you do? Dixie State falls, and they're going to have to figure out a way 
to uh, to not, not let it happen in the future. And joining us right here in the post game, we'll draw right into our Guru Sports Girl post game report. It will be the assistant coach Kolyazi. She's going to pull up a chair next to us, make sure that her microphone is turned on, and that she's got. She's able to put that microphone on. And joining us after Dixie State Falls, 77-68, is assistant coach Nicole Yazzie. And coach, they're printing them out still. We'll hand it to you here in just a minute. We may need to flip that headset around because I don't know if the, the thing can go the other way. So let's take that off and just flip that around to the other ear. Sorry, it's a complicated process, these post-game interviews. And uh, there we go. We got you now. Coach Yazzie's got her box score. And we were just saying before you came over here, Coach, that, that, you know, every once in a while you run into a game like last night and then again tonight where you fall behind early and then you just, you're not able to, to dig out of the hole. And, and for me, that, that's what I look at. There's some shots that wouldn't go down. Not able to dig out of the hole tonight. Yeah, um, credit, you know, their side, um, their best player, we, we held her to five, and then 30 went um, career high on us, and yeah. she had a great game, and their other pieces stepped up, so good on them, I thought they, um, you know, defended, um, we just couldn't hit shots, not that they defended us, I feel like we yeah. couldn't um, get some bunnies that they were making, and we weren't, um, so credit them, I mean, um, I'm proud that we fought back yeah. from a slow start. Um, but, yeah, one of those nights where it ended up we had to be tougher at the end. And it's, it's kind of interesting. We, we've, you know, we mentioned this as, as well. And, you know, usually the, the, the thinking is if we can win at home and then at least split on the road, we give, our ch- we give ourselves a good chance to be successful. You know, this the fourth conference loss uh, uh, already. And, I mean, how, how much is that affecting this team? They're like, hey, we, you know, we can't lose at home. This is our home court. Right. And... Our thing was we're glad that we, on Friday, we were able to step up because we haven't been playing good on Fridays. And then Saturdays, we typically play a a lot better, a lot loose. Um, And tonight, they they had a great game. I mean, everyone's coming in here playing, um, you know, we're going Division One. They're playing their best game. We have their best shot. And tonight, that just showed, I mean, their kid that had average eight points per game went for 25. And um, our shots weren't going in, some bunnies, and um, theirs were. But not over yet we're, we're far from that um luck we have two big ones at home and we got to learn from this and watch some film and then get ready to go on a big game on friday as well coach you may have mentioned it where, where do you think this game was won or lost obviously you know you could just chalk it up to one team was making you know those tough shots and the other team wasn't you know obviously you guys got out rebounded by a couple of rebounds where was this game won or lost for you i felt that one of their their strengths was offensive rebounding you know and they we really held them off of that point like i said i feel like the game was really lost with their kids that normally don't st- st- um average that many points stepped up in a in in burns arena and and that was what happened and so um nothing really with our our scout i i believe that we they executed with a one-day prep and um they were just making um big time shots with a hand in their face as well so um like i said 
thought we played good D. We just needed a couple more to step up and some little more bunnies down the stretch. Obviously, Allie Frank, I'm not sure if you heard uh, over the PA, 26 points tonight and, and recorded 1,000 points. She's now there's the third 1,000-point score in women's basketball history. She was really kind of keeping you guys in it, especially in that third quarter. She had a couple of threes there. What was, you, what was she seeing tonight to be able to be so successful? Gosh, it's hard not to get emotional about that kid because she's our four-year kid, um, our only four-year kid that since we started here and how much she's grown and matured and to be a senior and step up tonight was totally just her. And I'm so glad she got a thousand mark because she totally deserved it. She put everything out there tonight and she didn't want to lose the game. Um, we just need some other people to step up in those regards. But Posty, um, that kind of hurt us at the beginning as well with our um, in the post block area they're going some post iso and it kind of got her going and then like i said she she shoots 22 percent from the three and what she have tonight 30 six number nine. 30 yeah six and nine so, three yeah. yeah so her high and um i mean that was part of our game plan if someone was going to beat us it was going to be 30 and, and it ended yeah. up being her but super proud of Ali. i'll have to share that with her she probably doesn't even know that that's the type of kid she is but get really emotional with something like that yeah. because she's our fourth year kid and she played her freaking butt off tonight after getting you know getting little you know getting an edge out of her yesterday and then for her to respond tonight it shows her true character so super proud of her coach appreciate you stopping by and and like you mentioned it's you know for everyone listening it's not just a four-year player but this is coach gustin and coach Yazzie's fourth year here at dixie state and Allie franks came in with them so that's going to be the first player that you've had come through this program that you've been with all four years and seen him through to the to the end so right. fantastic to see her do that and tough to do it on the night of a loss but got two more home games next week before going back on the road and and uh this team's still in a great spot and still in a, in a position to make the armac tournament and it's been it's been fun to watch this year so we tough to take a loss tonight but we wish you the best of luck going thanks. forward thank you thanks coach, thanks, coach. Allie Franks uh, is our Skywest Airlines player of the game. We named that earlier, and uh, she finishes the night with 26 points tonight. And, and you know, I like what Coach Yazzie said. And every once in a while, you just run up against those nights, and it felt a little bit the same last last night, but they were able to sort it out in the second half. You know, every once in a while, you do just have shots that won't fall. And, and, and what do you do? I mean, you get frustrated and quit, or you can keep trying to battle back, and they kept battling and kept battling, but just weren't quite able to. To, uh, to get over the hump all the way tonight. Yeah, and let, you know, like you said, I mean, they did a good job. They executed what they wanted to uh, defensively. I mean, Whitney Jacob averaging almost 14 points per game, their leading score for uh, Regis this season. They said, that, hey, we're going to shut her down and make someone else beat us. And the person that they wanted to make beat them was Jasmine, Jasmine Snipes. And she did just that with 25 points and a career high uh, for Jasmine Snipes, the uh, the 5'10 senior uh, for Regis. And, and, you know, that's one of the things you have to live with as a coach that you come out with a defensive game plan, you say, we're going to be okay with this, that, and the other. And if that happens, then uh, you have to just be able to live with that and pat them on the shoulder and say, hey, you had a good job and, and you stepped up for your team and we were trying to, you know, make you beat us and you did just that. So if you're Dixie State, you can't hang your head. You got two tough opponents. Colorado Mesa comes in next weekend. And you get a shot in the yeah. top dog in the conference. Yeah, you knock, you know, Colorado Mesa comes in. If you knock off Colorado Mesa and the Burns next Friday, you're not worried about this game one bit going forward. So... Trailblazers uh, fall in this one, 77-68. we got to wrap it up here inside the Guru Sports Group postgame report. I uh, appreciate you listening and watching. Uh, be sure to stick with us. We'll take a short break, and then we'll be back with a men's game. Derek Sangmiller, Drayson Ball, thank you for listening tonight. We'll be back with a men's game in about five minutes. <laughs> 